Thanks so much for the opportunity to be here, uh, James and Lee. It's it's incredible. We've known James and Lee for a long time. I remember many years ago when uh, James and I were walking down the streets of Toronto in a heat wave, and that is not today. We <laughs> would take a little piece of that. Uh, it is so great to be back, man. It is just incredible. This is the first time we've been out since the pandemic, and so it just feels very incredible and just uh, a delight. Before we start, uh, James and I just, as we were worshiping, I just really felt the Lord say that he's going to increase your influence and impact. And there's nothing you have to do. It's just going to be a gift for you. So it's exciting to see what the Lord is doing and is going to do. If you'd believe it, I'm going to talk this morning about supernatural and the impossible Yay. hello <laughs> so that's where we're going and just been celebrating what the lord has been doing already here uh, prophetically and in worship and really it's just the foundation of that is to become a people who are absolutely surrendered and submitted to the word of god god says it i believe it and so we can talk about the supernatural, we can discuss the impossible, but the only way that we can do that is to root ourselves in the Word of God. It's the, only, it's the only way that we have faith to walk in that. It's the only way that we can trust for that. It's the only way we can believe for that. It's, it's how we understand who God is. His Word, He is the God of the impossible. He is the God of the supernatural. And so to walk in that, we just immerse ourselves in Him and His Word. And so it, it's so simple but and and so I, I apologize to you today. I'm bringing a very simple message. But man, it will change your life and it will change my life. And so I'm going to start this morning uh, in Mark four, and Jesus tells a parable about different types of soil. Jesus often used parables, and parables were really just he would take everyday circumstances and events, like a farmer and seed to bring deep spiritual truth. And so this is what he's doing here. And so he's talking about the reality of being soil. And he talks about four different types of soil. And the whole reality is, is how we as people receive the seed, which is the word of God. And so there's four types of soil that Jesus talks about. And uh, for the sake of time, I'm only going to go through the first three um, as a recap. And then I'll read into verse uh, the final one. In verse 20. So in verse 15, uh, Jesus talks about that seed that falls along the path. It's those who hear the word of God, but the enemy comes and takes it away. And so these people, they have no salvation and they have no inheritance uh, in the kingdom. And so soil type number one. Soil type number two uh, is seed that falls on rocky ground. And this is soil that they hear the word, they receive it, but then trouble comes along. And when trouble comes along, their response is to walk away from the Word. And so they walk away from the Word, and they live outside of the inheritance God has for them. And so they're saved, but yet because of trouble and persecution and circumstance, they've said, enough's enough, I'm, I'm out, I'm bailed. And so they walk away and they lose their inheritance, Jesus says. There's one more type of soil that Jesus talks about um, that doesn't receive their inheritance. It's that those that where there's thorns, 
that stops the seed from growing. So they receive the word, they receive faith in Jesus, but the cares of the world, the delusion of riches, and the desires of the world around them uh, takes away their inheritance. So they're saved, but yet they keep their focus on that which is around them. And by doing that, their inheritance is taken away. Now, when I, went to the, when I was younger, I went to the agricultural college, and I took a course on soils. And uh, man, if you want to get some exciting stuff, think about a year of studying dirt. Like it's, it is delightful. So if you ever, if you want to know a lot about dirt, uh, I'm your guy, and uh, we can chat about that. If you ever need to sleep, just give me a call. What I want to focus on is the fourth type of soil, and Jesus talks about that in verse 20 in Mark 4 says, but those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. And so it says the seed, let's break it down some, the seed sown on good, it also can be translated good, beautiful, wise soil, are the ones who hear the word. The word here is akuo in the Greek where we get the word acoustic. They hear, heed, obey the word, and they accept it, and in the Greek receive yield ascent to. And so there's this reality of good soil. And so the one who's good soil will receive the word of God. They will hear it. They will heed it. It means that they will actually obey it. And then they will live in it. They will yield to it. They will submit to it. They will, they will not hold anything above that word that God says. And we've, we've already made a lot of declarations here today that are outside of the natural that are only exist because we come into a supernatural realm. And so we, we declare these things. And so Jesus is bringing us out of the natural realm and into the supernatural realm. He's always bringing us from the, from the impossible, sorry, from that which is possible and natural to that which seems impossible and natural and is outside of him. And so there's always this movement. And so, but the movement from walking in the natural to the supernatural is that we just take God at his word. God, you said it, I believe it. It doesn't make sense. My five senses might be telling me otherwise. My human intellect might be telling me otherwise. I might not be, ever be able to grasp, but God is not concerned with that. He's concerned with what his word says. He's concerned with what he has declared. What are you trusting for in the impossible today? Maybe you're sitting here and you need the impossible. Let's trust. Will you join with me? Will you join with me and trust for the impossible? Will you join with me and submit to God's word and to live in the impossible, that which is not possible outside of Christ, that which is not possible outside of submitted, being submitted to him? Will you join with me, church, today and say, I'm not going to hold any longer to say this is not possible because it is possible with God. This is so exciting. Isn't he good? When you get a bunch of believers together talking about the word, it's just going to be have some real fun here. In this passage, that verse says, the one who hears Jesus' words and accepts it, that bears fruit. In, the, uh, in English, that's two words. In the Greek, that's one word. Bearing fruit. And it it can be broken down, it's bearing fruit, it's that which brings forth the fruit of action or conduct. 
And so Jesus says, you can expect to walk in the 30, 60, 100 fold of God. Like, that's a general expectation for anyone who believes in him. And then he says, in order to walk in that, you start to actually move towards it in action and conduct. Now, we're not talking here about necessarily, we're not talking about effort. We're not talking about goals. We're not talking about targets. Because we're not talking about worldly things. We're talking about kingdom things. So what we're speaking here is about kingdom fruit. So Jesus says, if you press towards me, then the, re- the response of that is a supernatural kingdom fruit flows through your life, which comes from Christ through you and into that which is around you and into your life. And so I'm, I'm talking about abundance today. We're talking about inheritance today. But it needs to be defined according to what God is speaking of that. And so what he wants of you and me is he wants us to release incredible kingdom fruit through our lives. And not and the, the 30-fold, the 60-fold, and the 100-fold. It's multiple upon multiple upon multiple kingdom fruit. And it happens just by simply starting with abiding in his word and then letting that flow through us. And so that's... I believe that there's a lot of believers that are trusting for this. The Lord, I want the 30, 60, 100. I want that. And Jesus says, I want it too, and I'm going to show you how. To move into that, I'd like to move into John 15, 7. For the sake of time, I'm just going to hit that verse. Jesus talking about being a people of action or conduct that move towards kingdom fruit. It looks very different than what we would think in the natural for sure. John 15, 7 reads, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. The word here, abide, can be translated remain or stay. So Jesus simply says, if you want to bear fruit, here's two things. Jesus says, abide in me, remain in me, stay in me. One, And then two, allow my words to remain, to abide, and to stay in you. There's this beautiful transaction that happens back and forth. Jesus says, hey, you come to me and abide in me, and then allow my words to abide, remain, and stay in you. And can I say that we live in a very busy world, a very busy culture, And what does that look like to live that out? What does it look like to abide in Christ? I know with Kate and myself, we've got three kids. We've got a lot going on. So we could easily just like run out the door in the morning. I totally get it. I feel in this season, the Lord's asking to say, Hey, Dan, why don't you just, just abide? Take more time. Abide. Stay. All those things that we're going after, all those things that we're busy with. (laughs) The Lord just says, hey, just abide. I don't know what that means for you, but the Lord does. What does it mean for you this week to abide in Christ? What does it mean for you to allow his word to abide in you? I think that's something that we can just take before the Lord, each and every one of us, and say, Lord, how do I live in that? How do I respond in that? Lord, I want to live in the kingdom fruit that you have for me. Like, I, I really want that. 
But our lives left to themselves really won't allow that. What does it look like to live abiding in Christ? And that's not a heavy thing. That's not a, no disregard there. That's not, it's, just, it's just Jesus saying, just, we'll step back and just process that. How can we do that? What does that look like to live in what God has for us? So we started in talking about the reality that we're going from, into, from the natural to the supernatural, that we're abiding in Christ, and that in order to live a life in these realms, we need to be completely submitted to the word. We need to take God at his word, no matter what he says, and just, and just agree with it and apply it and submit to it. Agree it, apply it, submit to it, say, Lord, you said it, I believe it. Lord, you said it, I believe it. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to take a, let's just take, for the sake of time, one passage, one verse. Let's, let's just apply that to our lives and allow the Lord to move and allow the Lord to minister. And so what I'd like to move into is, is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now, got to set an important foundation here. When Kate and I, we used to run a, a children's camp, and we'd have memory verses. This was one of them. And whenever we had a memory verse, we would have a fake dancing pony costume. Um, it was paper mache the kids thought was actually real. The little ones did. And as the kids shouted out the memory verse in different, in different voices, like cowboy vo- voices, etc., then the more that the higher they showed it like that, then the more the pony danced. And so I was just wondering, like, James, <laughs> do you have a you wouldn't have a fake pony costume here on hand, would you? And a little bit of a little it would mean a lot to me, a little bit of dancing right now, buddy, a little fake pony. Yeah, okay, okay. Hey, hey, whoever. I'm, I'm not picky. I'm not picky, but it works, hey? Yeah. I can you You could. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, but now that we got that important step in place, let's take a look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Okay, so here's the foundation. For those of us who are in Christ, established. If you're in Christ, you're never the same again. You're never the same again. Because you've gone from a natural kingdom to a supernatural kingdom. You were spiritually dead, and now you're spiritually alive. You, are, were, you were an orphan, and now you're a son or a daughter of the Most High God. And that's just the start of this verse. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That word for creation is the same word used in the Greek for creation in Romans 1.20, where God speaks about creating the entire universe. There's been such a magnificent change in your life from going from not being in Christ to being in Christ that is likened to the creation of the universe. 
There has been a creative act to bring you into his kingdom. There has been a supernatural act that God himself has done to bring you into his kingdom. You are part of his kingdom. You are a supernatural being from the tip of your head to the tip of your feet. You are indwelt by the most high God. Everything about you is supernatural. Everything about your inheritance is supernatural. Everything about your eternity is supernatural. Everything about the experiences that you have right now that you're facing in the natural can be overcome by the supernatural. We don't live natural any longer because you know why? Because we're new creations. And we're in Christ. So we're not confined, defined in any way by the natural any longer. You are not that any longer. And now you live with a different inheritance. And this is what Jesus is speaking about. Verse 17 continues, The old has passed away. Behold, new has come. Past sins are gone. Failures are gone. Old self is gone. Old nature is gone. New creation. Supernatural. You are supernatural now. I'm speaking to a supernatural people here this morning. And it says, the old has passed away. Behold. Now, our English can't capture this word. The, way, the best way it would capture it is if we had the word behold with like 10 exclamation marks behind it. It's like, this is an open, radical declaration over you by the Most High God. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When you gave your life to Jesus, this was declared over you. It's, and it's a massive, and it's a loud, and it's a beautiful declaration. The word new, kainos, give me the word new, the fresh, new or fresh. Choose whichever one you like the best. It's interesting because look at what God has done for you. So like, when you put your faith in Christ, this happened according to God. There's no question. This is how you're seated right now in the heavenly realms with him. Now here's the thing. We get radically changed and become radically created new. But unless our mind grasps it, we will still live as though we were old. We will still live as though we're still old nature. We will still live as we are only supernatural, sorry, only natural. And we negate the reality of what God has brought us into. And so in order to help us, we need a renewed mind to match our renewed spirit. Romans 12, 2 reads, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Lily says, do not be fashioned 
by this world, but be transformed, radically changed, radically shifted by the renewal of your mind or your thoughts. In the Greek, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, the word new is kainos. We find this word again in Romans 12.2 for renewal, anakainosis, same word. So it's the same word, we, it's a renewed in the spirit, 2 Corinthians 5.17, renewed in the mind to understand it and walk in it, Romans 12.2. So we can be renewed in God by the Spirit, but in order to walk in that renewal and understand it and choose to live in it, our minds now need to follow what happened in our, by our Spirit. The Lord wants that to be a perfect match. He's already done the renewal of our spirit. We are spiritually alive because of Christ. And now he wants us to live in it by the renewal of our mind. He wants to change our mind. And guess how our mind is changed and renewed? It's, you know the answer, I'll tell it to you, by submitting to the, the word of God. No questions asked. God, you said it, I did it. God, you said I'm a new creation, I believe it. And I'm going to abide there until I believe it. Because maybe it's not enough for me to just say it. Maybe I've got to spend some time before God to say, Lord, make this real for me. I need, I need, I, I can't get there yet. There's too much happening in my life. There's too much that I've, that I've had to overcome. There's too much stuff. Lord, I can't do it on my own. But I tell you, church, as we abide in Christ, he will bring us to that place. And he so desperately wants to bring us to that place. I'm just going to spend the, the last few minutes. We're, we're simply here to talk about taking God at his word, right? And so we have, of course, we have the Logos word of God, which we've gone into, the scriptures. But also, God can just speak to us prophetically. He can use the rhema word of God. We know the voice of our shepherd. And so he can speak to us and he can lead us into the inheritance that he has for us. And so um, we were talking with James and Lee yesterday about um, some testimonies that we've seen the Lord do just by hearing God's word. God, hearing God speak to us, hearing God lead us into the, can I tell you what would seemingly actually was the impossible. <laughs> and so I'm just going to share a few of those things in closing. Kate and I, uh, three years ago, started Cabot Trail Tiny Notification Rentals. And it's a, the, it was the first tiny development recognized in Canada. And why did we do it? Because the Lord asked us to and called us to do it. And so we started this beautiful journey. We felt in God that this was him to do it. So we went, and we had nothing to do this with. And all we had was God's word. And so we just started to step out in faith and trust that he was going to do something that was literally impossible. We would meet people who were financially quite secure and quite, and so they, they would say, yeah, we just wouldn't do something like this because, because we just don't have the financial backing to do it. And like Kate and I would just look at each other and smile. 
like, yeah, with our zero-dollar bank account to do this, for developing this land. But why did it happen? It happened because God said to do it. So we knew he'd find a way. So we ended up, God just released the funds that were needed, and we bought this piece of land. Now, <laughs> we didn't know a lot about this land, and I'm so thankful that we didn't. The locals did, and they wouldn't buy it. For all kind of reasons, which we were kind of find out. The first thing we come across is we need to build a road. That's helpful when you have a development. You need to be able to drive on it. And so we get this guy come with his double tandem load truck. And he looks at the field. He says, I'm not going to go on your field. We didn't realize that all the fields around us in that whole region, they couldn't, you couldn't build roads in that area. You'd have to pour hundreds of thousands of fill to build anything because there was 10 feet of pure red clay. And if you know that about soil, we could talk about that later. That's a disaster. The night before, we got a call from a guy who said, listen, don't build a road the way that roads are built. built try, give this a shot. And so we went out, and we just tried a whole new method of road building. And then we said to this guy, with this double tandem, like multiple ton truck, because we, we knew that a road would be, would be built, could be built on that land, because God said to build a road on that land. That's all that we had. All the professionals said this is impossible and will not happen and cannot be done. But God said, so we pressed. And we said, listen, so we struck a deal with the guy with his double load tandem truck. He said, if you start to sink, don't ever come back. So he started to move on to our land. And we would just pray that the Lord would hold up this multiple, multiple ton vehicle. Anyway, Within two days, the road was built. And we had professional engineers come and study how the road was built because they didn't know how to do it. So we've got a road. As part of building that road, we needed to run an excavator. We had never run an excavator and we were told by the professionals, this is not possible to do. You're not going to be able to have the expertise to be able to do this, to build a road. And so we're like, well, God said to build a road. We need an excavator that we need to drive, so we're going to build a road. So I had this idea that I would drive the excavator and have like a 30-foot radius around me. Because if you go the opposite way to an excavator, it does the exact opposite. Within three hours, we were there. We had to build the culvert, but the people needed to be in the ditch, including my wife and children, within inches of the bucket to build the road. And the guy who was with the dump truck, he said, how long have you been operating the, uh, that uh, excavator? Had to look at my watch. It had been three hours. He said it couldn't be done, but God said to do it. That's all we had. One more thing I'll share. We didn't realize that the whole region used one well off the mountain far away. They all shared. The, no one could get water. And so the day came to try to get our well. And many people in that region wanted that land but wouldn't buy it because there was going to be no water in that land. And so the day came. The guy called and said, do you want us to bring a person with a diviner stick to find water. And we're like, 
we're followers of Jesus. We don't need a dividend or stick. We just need Jesus. And so he just kind of looked at us. Said, all right, all right. Brought in their heavy equipment. They started to dig at the top. And, and there's no water. So like, okay. And then we just started to pray. We're actually where the well kind of needed to be. We said, like, let's go. We thought we might be, but we felt in God to go to this one spot. And he started to dig. And at 10 feet down, water literally started spurting out and jumping. We hit, a, we hit what was, we now know was the underground ancient beach that was full of cobblestone, which runs full of fresh water. So we have 333 liters of water per minute, enough water to feed the whole town if we wanted to. See, and it goes on, but for the sake of time, I'm sure you guys want to eat lunch today. What the professionals, and they were great, we loved them, but they were functioning in their natural knowledge. They didn't have Jesus. The difference between all this of, they were, they were, every single time we were told we had to make a decision, the answer was always, this cannot be done. But Christ. To move from the natural to the supernatural. So I just ask you this morning, as we are closing, Who needs a supernatural move of God here? Who needs a supernatural move of God? Will you stand? If you need a supernatural move of God. Are you willing, church, am I willing with you to stand on the Word of God and nothing else? Will you stand on His Word no matter what? Will you stand on His Word no matter what you see in the, see in the natural, whatever your five senses say, whatever your mind is telling you in the natural, will you lay that down and say, but God said... But God said, so therefore I'm going to see what God has said. I'm going to believe for the promises of God. I'm going to stand in the promises of God. Even the things that we've let go and stopped trusting for, can we pick them up again? Afresh and anew, as a supernatural people of God. Let's pray. Lord, you see our hearts and we come to you, Lord, and so we recognize there is nothing in the natural we're after this morning. We recognize that what we are in need of is a supernatural response from you. Lord, may there be a supernatural move of God over this place and over these people. Every situation in this house right now, Lord, we declare your promises over and we declare your movement in. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth.
We will trust you, come what may. In Jesus' name, amen.